Hey, party people. Trey here. Got a special treat for you this week. We sat down with Mark Collins on Monday, who's the owner of Mission Cigars. And when I tell you the conversation just kept going, uh, we ended up recording uh, for about an hour and a half. Now, I know that's a lot longer than our typical shows. And really, honestly, even our shows have been a little longer than normal lately. So... We thought we'd do something special and drop it in two halves. So today is Thursday. You're getting the first taste of the episode. And when it says we'll be back for a break, well, I'm afraid you're going to have to wait about 24 hours for that one. One big programming note for this, though, I do want to make sure that since we've got enough advance time that we call out the fact that the Mission Cigar and Social in Spring Hill, Tennessee, is having their first anniversary party this Saturday, April 1st, from 4 to 9. We would love to have everybody who's available come out and support the shop that's been a great home to both Shane and I over the course of the last year. Once again, that's this Saturday, April 1st. 4 to 9 p.m., they're going to have specials on cigars and I'm prob- I'm sure probably drinks as well. Uh, definitely want to give these guys a shout out. And without any further ado, please enjoy the first probably 30 minutes or so of our conversation with Mark Collins and, of course, Shane and I doing our usual thing. Welcome to the Cigar Cast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Mission Cigar and Social here in Spring Hill, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Straight Edmund, joined by a very curious Shane Reeves. Where's your cigar? It's right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was just a little concerned. I'm, I'm, you thought I sat down to this show without anything to smoke? Yeah, I thought we were fixing to start the podcast, and about halfway through it, you were going to Oh, say, no, I got to go get a cigar. <laughs> yeah, I got to go get a stick and all. But anyway, so I'm, I'm kind of punchy. But you notice I've been coming in punchy, and then about halfway through the podcast, I just level out. Once you get halfway through a cigar and right. you mellow out. Once I actually get a little cigar in me and get relaxed from a Monday. And, but... It's kind of a catch-22, because I hate to pre-smoke before you get here. I don't like pre-gaming. I want, I want the first one I like to be when you arrive. You know, there are days when I feel that way, but I've got a 45-minute drive down here. So it's the perfect length for a cigar. And it's a little rush. But so they're finally top-coating our neighborhood. And it's been an absolute cluster of epic proportions. So... Not being able to get in and out of my driveway and dealing with stink and construction workers walking up and down the, not being able to walk the dog. Not to mention how the asphalt smells. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, it was a day where, no, I, I, needed, I needed the one on the way down. <laughs> well, we're being joined by Mark Collins, owner here at Mission Cigars. Despite what everybody thinks that I own it, this is actually the owner. This is Mark Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. And I will say... I was I was in the asphalt business my whole life, and I love the smell of asphalt. We always used to say it smells like money. See, I actually I, I took my my daughter's on on spring break this week, so she's with us at least until tomorrow. And so we walk out, and the first thing she says is, "Oh, it stinks." 
I love that smell. I remember they used to resurface the parking lot at my high school mm-hmm. over the course of the summer, about every five years or so. And right. I used to love when I would be out there and, and you could just smell that. I, I, I think it's a great smell. I do too. I agree. But most people disagree. But I, yeah. of course. Anyway, thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's an honor. So I uh, have been looking forward to this since yesterday when Shane, Shane asked me. So. Yeah, he's not a big planner, is he? Well, he's been getting on to me all day today already oh, about okay. not being a planner. So, <laughs> Well, one of the reasons we have Mark on is because Saturday is the first anniversary of the shop. Going to yes. be a big party Is that what April all the posters 1st. are? Oh, wait. No, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, the streamers. Did you see um, those, yeah, those yeah. streamers? It's going to be a big whoop-de-doo. And I'll just yeah, see all the, the social media. Po- oh, wait, no. Yeah, it's, it's out there. It's out there. You have to dig for it. It's <laughs> Hey, just wait. You're going to be sick of it before the end of this week. So fair enough. We have a sign on the front door and at the in, in the humidor. All right, all right. <laughs> Doing the bare minimum. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, Shane's here. Shane and Glenda will get everybody here. We don't have to worry about that. That's true. Yeah. After after poker night, I'll be put in charge of this and I'll yeah. move, move the ball down the field. Exactly. But anyway, let's get our cigars lit because I need. I to- noticed you didn't mention the free press from this show. <laughs> Well, the four people that listen to it usually come in here. So. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I'll have I'll have you know there was a couple in here this week. Um, what are their names that are uh, set? Rob start? and Christina. Yeah, Rob and Christina. They're starting a cigar shop in Chattanooga. Oh, nice. And they they had started listening to Cigar Cast yep. and told me how much they liked it. Oh, very yeah. cool. They said Shane does great, and, I, and whoever that other guy ain't bad either. Right. But, oh. <laughs> no one ever remembers my name anyway. <laughs> It ain't that bad. I'm just picking. They, they, but they were very spoke very fondly of us. So, all right, let's talk about what we're smoking. I'm smoking a Placencia 149. This, this is a cigar that hit really at a good time in our humidor. All right. It kind of hit when everybody was kind of tired of the big box stuff because we'll get into it in a little bit how Mark bought this place and kind of the evolution of the humidor since then, but. It hit kind of at a really good time, and now it's kind of dipped back down in sales. And this is probably the first one of these I've smoked in three or four weeks. It's a great cigar. But it is. It's a really good cigar. Really a great stick. So what are you smoking, Trey? On your recommendation, I'm smoking the LFD Solace. I have not had it yet. I don't usually spend this kind of money on a cigar, but I figured it was kind of my duty to step out of my comfort zone for at least once this year on the show. So uh, you talked about it, was it last week or two weeks ago that you had this? Last week. It was last week. So uh, Dominican filler, uh, Ecuadorian binder, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper from the Dominican, as you would expect from LFD. I already love the size. I just think, what's that, about a, what would you, what is that, a six and a half by 52? Uh, six and a quarter. Yeah. Six and quarter by 50, 52, 54. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm really liking that size. That's perfect. Yeah, a good Toro size, easy to handle. Um, like I said, to me, that's the best LFD they make. All right. And I know that's a tall order, but now. now what was the one you liked a lot before this one? There was one that you were really hot on. Um, well, you know, I've always liked the Double Ajero. Yeah. Uh, the Chisel Oro, the Oros are very good. Oro was the one I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, the Oros are very good. Um, but that one, and you, it's unusual because usually LFD don't do a light cigar well. Now, have you smoked one of these marks since they came in? 
No, uh, uh, only because we, uh, you know, only got a limited number of them. So I was afraid to smoke. I didn't want to smoke them all up and not be able to sell them. So, um, but I do. No, I have. Yes. Yes, I have. Well, you got one at the same time I did at the show. Yes, yes. And we both smoked it and liked it then. And I was wondering if they would be as good now as they were. And they have been. They've held up really well. Well, we know they aged for 19 months because it took that long to get here. That long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we need to start keeping a record. We ordered these in July. Mm -hmm. We're promised them in November and got them in April. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that and that, but that's LFD. That's just the way it works. That's got a very interesting flavor right off the bat. I don't know. I don't know what I would call that, but that's interesting. I like that. Now, what are you smoking, Mark? I am smoking a Perdomo uh, 12-year Maduro. All right. So the the relationship Mark and I have is when I smoke a Perdomo, I make sure it's a day he's not working (laughs) because it makes him way too happy to come in and see me smoking a Perdomo. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a common occurrence. Well, although we talked, I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago when you smoked on the show. Well, everybody thinks because I don't love them that I don't like them. Right. I like them. I just don't love them. I, I don't think I don't think there's anything in the world wrong with them. But all right, so it's been a year. Been a year. I've got to ride that journey with you. So, yep. y'all picked up the cigar shop, and I'll and stop me if I'm telling more of the story than you are, because you're the one that that's been on the line for it. <laughs> y'all y'all have wrote the check. There's been <laughs> there's four partners. Correct. And let me tell you, I highly recommend this form of partnership. You've got Mark that's kind of the social face of the store. Okay. You've got Monty that gets all the work done. <laughs> and you got Willie that's the sex appeal. And yeah. then Shannon is a removed partner. And all he comes in here occasionally, but mostly he's sitting back looking at the books, which I think is really, really good because... It takes the emotion out of it. Yeah, yeah. he's not tied up in the day-to-day. Right. Yes. So I think it's been... a Now, did y'all plan it that way, or has it just been happy accident? Now, we, when we sat down to do this, uh, we've all been in business before, and even my brother and I, and it's, it's always uh, important to have your own lane to keep from crashing into each other. Yeah. And so we kind of decided, you know, I was going to do the cigar buying, and just because I had a little bit more experience, not much, but, you know, and, and I had started forming some relationships. And then so Willie doing marketing, my brother kind of doing some of the other you know, the beverages and, and the people, human resources and all that. And like you said, Shannon from California is looking at the books. And so it was natural. Now, you said that you'd all been in business right. before to, together? No. Of all four no, of you? Okay. No, we're all... Uh, my brother and I were partners until we sold our business several years ago. And uh, uh, Willie has had several businesses of his own that he sold. Uh, and so I, Willie and I were basically had were, had retired and uh shannon is still he's he's a cfo type but he's still you know working and the rest of us are just doing this nice yeah see mark and mark and them are so much smarter than i am they started a business they could sell <laughs> yeah yeah i can't sell i mean i am my business i mean there's right. there's literally no way i could sell my business because right. without right. you know without you yeah so there's y'all are much smarter than i am setting up a business in that manner something, to think, to, about, over again. something to think about in your next life yeah next yeah. next time i'm setting up businesses i'll think in those terms of okay if i'm gonna sell this at some point how does that work so 
first, how did y'all? How did you bring this up? So I know the the shop was in trouble, mm-hmm. and was it? And I know who brought the the proposition to you of buying the shop. How did you choose this group of people? Great question. Uh, my brother and I obviously, uh, you know, have been in business together, and uh, our partner in California. You know, we met doing mission work in Mexico, and so he's a real big business guy, and so uh, and likes cigars. And Willie was the outlier because he was not a cigar guy, but we go to church together, and so and he was kind of heavy into mission work in the Dominican, and so. He, he, we had always joked around, or hey, when we when you sell your company, we got to start another business. And then my brother was nearing retirement, and we always wanted to do something else again together, I think. And then Shannon was a uh, was a natural fit from his, uh, you know, his real deep business and acumen. And so, uh, so yeah, so it was just a, a really a natural uh, a natural progression of, of bringing us together. And, and so we just, uh, not, obviously neither one of us, any of us had run a cigar shop, but we've run businesses. So we figured we'd give it a shot. How, how different is this? Well, one could say business is business, right? There's, there's basic principles, but it's certainly, you know, you're selling a product like, you know, anything else. So from a business perspective, it's really no different. Now, None of us had ever done retail. Now that's a whole different deal. Yeah, right? that's a different ball game that we're having to really. We had to really had a really sharp learning curve on retail, on being open seven days a week and in the hours and those things. That was a, a different. We still haven't honed in on the exact all that exact stuff we want to do. Yeah, because that that's another thing we've talked about it on the show before. But one of the things that I think is indicative of your all. All of the partners' attention to this shop is the fact that someone's always here. If the doors right. are unlocked, one of the three of you who are local is here. Right. And I think that makes a big difference. Well, we, we, de- we determined that that's what we wanted to do early on. That Because uh, first off, we had to learn the business. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't know the cigar business. And that's a whole, you ask, how's it different? That's where it's different. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I, we could do a whole podcast on, on what I've learned about the cigar industry and as compared to other industries that I've been in because mm-hmm. it's it's a very small community everybody knows everybody and uh, in, in, and in some instances kind of tough to break into yeah on some of the manufacturers and so uh, so we had to learn and, and we've had to learn uh, man especially since COVID we weren't here in COVID but you know supply chain and you know all that stuff and everybody's different and that's what we've really had to learn it used to be when I ordered something I knew I could get it in my previous life. I could get it within a week. But now you don't know. Like we've joked about LFD. I mean, I get stuff showing up here that I ordered last year. Yeah. And they're not the only ones. But so we really had to learn, try to stay ahead of that. And we haven't always been successful because that's a moving target. <laughs> so for the aspiring cigar store owners out there, when I, I'm going to need a percentage when you bought this, when you were looking at buying this store and you said, okay, this humidor needs X thousand dollars worth of cigars to be successful, by what percent were you over that number? Triple. Triple. Okay, I knew it was double, but yeah. I didn't realize it was triple. Right. And we had gotten all kind of, and, and we'd visited different places, and I had some friends in the business that helped me in the minimums from what's minimum. We're probably four times now what we were told was the minimum. 
So, uh, but which uh, caused a lot of consternation amongst my partners because I kept going raising the ceiling, you know. Right. And I said, "Well, we're not even full yet," and and that's what really. Yeah, but you know we we've moved past that a little bit, but still the ceiling was had to go up pretty quickly as we found. Well, that's the thing you've got to have cigars to sell them. Yeah, and it's hard to believe you have to tell people that. <laughs> yeah, it's you know you've got to have the cigars in the shop in order for them to sell. You do, and you've got to have a lot of cash to buy the cigars. That's the key. You got to have some cash in reserve, and any business is that way to be able to rebuy inventory. Did anybody prepare you for that? Did anybody in y'all's research? I know you had a friend in Illinois that runs a cigar shop, or Indiana, that runs a shop. Was anybody able to prepare you for where you said, okay, I'm just going to pull a number out of there. You said, okay, we need $50,000 worth of cigars. And did anybody say, "Uh, no, you're going to need closer to $200,000? Well, yes. Uh, We visited a shop in Florida that I visited last week again to say thank you for helping us. And they gave us their number. And uh, where where they thought we would start out at, and we we and um, and they were one of the more realistic, and you know they were a higher number, and uh, and so uh, they said that's where you should start, and so that's what was always my where I thought we should be, and I probably didn't communicate that well to the other partners, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so uh, but then that's back stock everything i mean that's you know that's the thing too is is you got to have a lot of money in back stock i think that's the piece that holds people down a lot you yeah. think about facings and you yeah. think about you, you probably don't think about lead time because that has changed so much in the yeah. last couple of years but yeah even if you sell everything it's going to take lead time to get it replaced you've got to have something to pull down right today and that's in i think Folks who go in shops, and I look at them differently now when I go in them. But you can somebody who really knows a cigar shop can walk into a humidor, unless they've got storage elsewhere. You can tell a lot by the backstock. Oh yeah, or lack thereof. Yeah, and we, you know, we poke fun at Bellmead Cigars every once in a while because their humidor looks yeah. like it threw up. But yeah. it's indicative of a healthy shop that there's always something to replace right. what's being sold. Absolutely. Yeah, the you know, the most surprising part is I've got to kind of go through this with you and be part of it and I appreciate you letting me. I don't mm-hmm. know if I ever thanked you for it. <laughs> You've thanked me a lot of times, but I don't know if I ever thanked you. Thank you for letting me be a part of it because I enjoy it. And someday when I retire and retire at the beach to open a cigar shop, I'll have these lessons I've learned. Um the amount of good cigars that just don't sell for yeah. and for the silliest, craziest, most absurd reasons possible. And most of those reasons are because you don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> and you say, well, they're not my favorite. And that's that's Shane's answer of don't buy it. Right. So I have to get on to them every night and say, just, just say they don't meet my palate or something different. Just, just don't say they're not a good cigar. Right. It, it sounds like you're trying to be too kind to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, you know, you talk about the retail business being so different from other yeah. industries. You know, if you're in the construction business, for example, and your your backlog of work is looking light, you hire another salesman on spec and you say, go make it happen. And, you mm-hmm. you know, you can't do that in retail. You can't You can't force people to walk through the door. 
No, you can't, because if we're having a slow day, my California partner's always looking at numbers, and he'll say, hey, you need to get more cigars sold. And I say, well, what do you want me to do? Go outside on 31 and, and flag people down and throw cigars at them? So, you know, I, I can't, you know. That's what the FDA thinks we do. Right. Exactly, <laughs> yes. yes. According to the FDA, we're in the high school locker room. Yes, right. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But speaking of that, we're going to do an article or two, and then I want to come back and talk some more about it. And kind of kind of blended as we go, but yeah, it's it's really interesting how much goes into opening a cigar shop. But let's talk about this news story from Fan Nation: College football coach suspended after players smoked cigars to celebrate national titles. I do think it's funny that the coaches who get suspended and not the players who did the smoking. Well, Ferris State head coach Tony Anise has been suspended for one game. That doesn't sound very severe. It doesn't. And I'll, but also fined $15,000 to clean the locker room. <laughs> Which, it makes me wonder how much a Division II football coach gets paid. Like, if, if you find Nick Saban $15,000, he can find that between the cushions of his couch. Right. But a Division, I mean, there's a big jump between D1 and D2, and I'm wondering how hard of a penalty that is. Well... First and foremost, let me make a... I, I do have to ask this question. High school locker room. How many here, by a show of hands, which always works great on a podcast, <laughs> how many here had asbestos in their high school locker oh, room goodness. at their gyms? Yeah. Well, <laughs> who knows? I didn't, but, yes. but that's because mine was built in 2001. Oh, okay. The, the one we were in... I promise you mine did. Oh, asbestos and ventilation and... You know, I did some um, remediation for an air quality company and had to sign NDAs for some of the places I went. And so a lot of the educational facilities I went, if people knew what their kids were breathing, they'd have sued the oh, yeah. municipality of that. Well, it, it's funny because I was thinking about this, the, the asbestos thing, and I'm getting off track, but... I was thinking about this the other day because everyone's up in arms thinking the government's going to come for your gas stove, right? Even though that's not what's going to happen. But everyone's, oh, you'll take my gas stove and you pry it from my cold dead hands. Because one research study did, one or one company did, or one group did one study on unvented gas stoves and found that it was leaking and now there's all this. How much you want to bet those same people were saying, you can take my asbestos shingles when you pry them from my... <laughs> I don't think anybody came out in support of asbestos. I don't think the asbestos lobby was ever strong. Mark, you're older than I am. No, I'm I'm at the age, in in our products, some of the products that we sold had asbestos in them. And I remember when all that stuff had to be removed in in the big, that was in the 80s, I guess. That's kind of like when the Alar scare came out, too, on apples or whatever that was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know. The things is, the thing is, so two guys smoke cigars. I just think you could get so two guys smoke cigars, and let's say they got all the way to the end of it. Two cigars in a high school locker room. I bet I could get every drop of that smell out for forty eight fifty. That 
whether you like cigar smoke or not, and I'm going to say even if you don't, especially if you don't, that's still the best smelling thing in that locker room. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a fact. Yeah, that the is cigar the, I'm smell. surprised they could smell the cigars. Yeah, there. yeah, they they must have been really smoking. <laughs> I did just notice this from the article, which is the game he's suspended for is not the next game. It's the next time they play an NCAA championship playoff game, whenever that happens to be in the future. Which I thought was an interesting way of penalizing somebody of, we're not just going to let you miss the game against Sister Mary's School for the Blind, Deaf, and Dumb. We're going to make you <laughs> miss a game that matters. Against Sister Mary. <laughs> yep. If Let's, Sister Mary's ever makes it to the playoffs, they're, they're so with their schedule, they might can make it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you wonder about this stuff. It, it's so much stuff that aggravates me in life is people wanting to just do something whether it makes sense or not. Yeah. And all, that's the weirdest human instinct. They want to solve a problem that's not there. Right. So you alluded to this, and I want to make sure we highlight this, because this is what really caught my attention in the article. And Mark, I know it did you too. The reason that they're all up in arms, the reason this is such a big deal, is because it was a high school locker room. Because they're, you know, it was a championship, but they're playing off-site. How sad is the state of NCAA Division II college sports that your championship game is played at a high school? Okay. <laughs> I've, I've suckered you both in. I had this loaded. Because it's in McKinney, Texas, where Probably. they're built. Yeah. Where the stadiums in Texas are nicer than most of the stadiums that, yeah. <laughs> that colleges play at. Certainly probably nicer than, uh, what was this, Ferris State, wherever that yeah. is. So I'm thinking that's what it is. I'm thinking that, okay, we probably can't hit the, the plate at a high school too bad because it's a Texas high school. Now, if it was a... But what? surely a Texas Division II school has a nicer locker room even than the high school. I bet they don't. You don't think they do? The thing is, the, the money behind Texas high school football yeah. is so outrageous. And McKinney's a relatively affluent area, too. It's a suburb of Dallas, yeah, I bet that's where that comes from. But All I will say is I guarantee you they would do it again and twice on Sunday to win a national championship. For sure. So, Well, it's one of those deals that if I was a sponsor of whatever this football team is, I'd just call and say, hey, coach. I'll I got cut, the fine. I'll cut yeah. the check. I'm sure somebody. Yeah. I'm sure some rich guy just said, hey, coach, I'll cut the check. Yeah. And I'll and, – and, if you don't send that check on top of a box of cigars, you ain't got a hair on your ass. <laughs> I put that sucker deep. I wrap it around the middle cigar in That's this good. crate of 100 Camachos that we're going to talk about here in a minute, and I send that to the NCAA. That's just the way it works for me. And all, but So let's step away for a break real quick. When we come back, we'll talk to Mark some more. And I want to talk about cigars over $100. All right. We'll be back with that and more after this. (laughs) 